0: Because of the special broadcast which follows, Stage Truck will not be heard tonight. Instead, we invite you to listen to CBS Radio's 11th feature project production, The Wetbacks, which follows immediately. This is the sound of water. This is the Rio Nueva, the new river. It's about 10 feet wide and about 18 inches deep. It's part of the international boundary between the United States and Mexico. On the evening of March 20th at 7 o'clock, a man crossed that stream of water. He made his way through a hole in the wire fence that separates the United States from Mexico. He entered the United States illegally in an attempt to get into the interior of this country. The man carried a small battered suitcase. It could have been the suitcase of a spy or a smuggler or a saboteur or an enemy agent. According to the authorized official description of atomic devices that could be used for sabotage, a description just released by J. Edgar Hoover of the FBI, that suitcase could have contained such a device. During the next hour, we'll follow that man and his suitcase to find out if he could penetrate the United States illegally, but more important, to understand the conditions that made it possible for him to join the two million more illegal aliens who enter the United States each year as the wetbacks. In 1954, CBS Radio's Documentary unit presented a special feature on a variety of hot-button topics. On April 11th, illegal immigration from Mexico was their focus. Today, the term wetback is one of derision and insult. It might have privately been considered the same in 1954, but in the mainstream, it was used to describe anyone who swam into the U.S. from across the Rio Grande River. At the height of Red Scare mania, the fear was a communist spy could pose as a Mexican migrant. America's leading law enforcement problems. Now, here is your narrator, CBS Radio Washington correspondent, Ron Cochran. The man with the small, battered suitcase stands on the Mexican side of the border. He waits for darkness to cover the open fields on both sides of the international boundary line. His name is Carlos Moreno. He stands separated from the 30 or more Mexican wetbacks who are also waiting for dark. Carlos Moreno has a job to do.
1: I'm standing amongst a group of wetbacks on the Mexican side overlooking the American border. I intend to go down at 7 o'clock and cross the border through a hole in the fence to the American side is covered with clouds and it's fairly dark. I should be able to cross without any trouble.
0: Carlos Moreno's job is to get across the border illegally. He is to try to make his way into the interior of California by using taxi cabs to take him from one town to another. He is to try to avoid being picked up by enforcement officers. He is to carry his suitcase the whole way to Los Angeles and he is to speak only in Spanish. Carlos Moreno is of unmistakably Mexican descent. He is not an enemy agent, but a reporter. The suitcase he carries, the suitcase which could carry enemy devices, actually contains a tape recorder, and he will report to us at each leg of the trip, as he does now.
1: I've come to the abutment that holds up this fence on the international borderline. It is solid concrete, and it is firm enough so that I can walk on it. I cling to the fence, and almost get a toehold on the line, crossing a span of about 10 feet. At the end of that span is a hole that has been cut into the line, about four by three. I'm now getting ready to go through that hole, and as I step out, I'm on the American side. About two feet below me is New River, which separates the United States and Mexico. I'm now moving across the flat terrain. To my left, I see a group of wetbacks, which is heading over toward the left. I think my chances are better if I take the right and go off by myself.
0: On the outskirts of the California town of Calexico, Carlos Moreno waves at a passing cab. It stops. He walks to it, opens the door, makes his deal with the driver. Carlos Moreno, illegal entrant, is on his way. And the two million other illegal entrants who come through the fences or around them, who are they? Why do they come? How do they get here? What is the effect of this influx? Why do we have a wide-open back door for anyone who chooses to come in? And what is being done about it? The answers to these questions are found along the whole length of the Mexican-United States border and spread over more than two-thirds of the 48 states. But in the Imperial Valley of California may be found a cross-section of the whole problem. And in Imperial County, California, the chief of the local office of the Border
2: Patrol, Ed Parker, starts the answer. The term wetback, as you know, developed as a result of the fact that on the Texas border some years back, the Mexicans who entered illegally usually swam across the Rio Grande and when found a few moments later would be wet. And how do the wetbacks get in? How do they get in? Well, 24 hours a day, opposite the cities, through the farms, in the mountains, in the desert, they come across. There are barriers to their crossing shore. Opposite the towns, we have... Uh, chain-link fences often, but they can be cut or they can be passed over or dug under. In the farming areas, there are usually cattle fences or drift fences. And out in the desert or along the rivers, there may be nothing at all.
0: And on this single sector of the border, in this one area, protected by the Border Patrol group of which Ed Parker is chief, how many illegal aliens
2: actually do come across? This sector borders on just about 10% of the total United States-Mexico boundary. And in this 10% of the border area and the land lying north of it, during the first seven months of the present fiscal year, our officers apprehended over one quarter of a million illegally entered aliens. They processed them, returned them to Mexico.
0: And how many who got
2: through were not
0: apprehended?
2: I would hate to make an estimate of how many we didn't get and those of course are now probably for the most part in the interior of the united states where they'll be costly indeed to locate and remove
0: well how does a border patrol work to apprehend illegal aliens one way is to send up small aircraft that can spot wetbacks in the fields or along the railroad beds with two-way radio communication the plane directs other border patrolmen in trucks on the ground like this And with the plane airborne, it takes only a few minutes before the first message comes through.
2: Plane 168, calling car 210. Plane 168, calling car 210. Uh, 168, this is unit 210. Go ahead. Car
0: 210, what is your present location? Uh, We are now on the Dogwood Canal Road and approaching the intersection of the Dogwood Road and Highway 80 over.
2: Roger, when you get to the Dogwood Road, would you turn south to your right? where uh, the uh Darkwood road crosses the uh southern Pacific railroad tracks uh let me know when you get uh, in
0: that vicinity uh roger 168 we are now turning on the Dogwood road over Roger.
2: will proceed about 200 yards farther and then stop the car uh i'll give you further direction back to your role at that point
0: that is received 168 you can uh, The next day in New York City, Bill Haley and the Comets recorded the groundbreaking single, Rock Around the Clock.